Hello. Hi. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Calm Before the Score. I am your host, Matt Enders, along with one of my, probably just one of my co-hosts on today's episode, Brian Highland. Brian, how are you? How's it going? How's things? Hi, Dio, Matt. I'm doing well. Uh, how about yourself? Pretty good. The last uh, last week or so has been uh, been been uh, an uptick in the uh, sports action. So you gotta love to see that. Uh, we've had an expansion draft in hockey. The Olympics are starting on Friday. Just baseball is happening. Their basketball, they're crowned a champion. I mean, we've got activities and things happening, which there is very are definitely exciting. Things we, happening. That's an astute observation. There was nothing going on other than, I mean, once the Sixers lost, it was just baseball for like a month. That's true. They just they just skipped to the Bucks being the NBA champions. I, I was surprised by it that they just didn't play the Eastern Conference Finals or the Finals, and they just crowned a champion after the Sixers lost. But, I mean, that's what happened. To be honest with you, I once it's after the Sixers lost, I don't think I watched five minutes of basketball after that. I, I, I didn't watch a ton. I, I tried to tune into as many finals games as I could. Um, but, I mean, after the Sixers lost, I didn't watch much of the Western Conference or Eastern Conference finals. Um, but I kind of got over it towards the finals and tried to catch as much as I could because, you know, it did end up being a good series. But, I mean, I, I feel like I sound old, but it's like 8 o'clock starts on a on, – on <laughs> Those eight, those eight thirty tips on a Wednesday are—they are tough to see. Especially that second half, that second half starting at nine forty. At least like, I'm like, not doing this. At least with like football, I know it's like okay, Thursday and Monday. It's like the NBA. It's like oh man, like every other day. That's what we're doing here, people. Jeez, oh Pete's. Yeah, and so many yeah, the games are on Sunday night, and it's like come on. Yeah, it's like Sunday day, night, and then Sunday. it's like, and then it's like you get a breather, and then it's like, all right, we're gonna hit, we're hitting you on Tuesday night. It's like, oh my, we're gonna hit you Tuesday, then we're gonna hit you Thursday, then we're gonna hit you Monday again. It's like, no, <laughs> get all day, get all day on Tuesday or on Sunday. Why is the game tipping at eight forty? Tip at seven oh five. I think hard. these are all fair points, but I mean, so so do you not have any have any takes on the NBA finals? Um, to be honest, I watched zero minutes of it, and I understand this is a sports show, so that may be bad hosting by me. I was rooting for Chris Paul, um, and he let us down, as it feels like Chris Paul seems to do in the playoffs. Um, but you know, good run for Giannis. He had a a hell of a series. The old 50-piece to close it out is is impressive. He did only take, uh, what, three three-pointers? Maybe was one for three from three? And he put up 15, 14, and five blocks? I don't want to bring this back to the Sixers, but feels like that's kind of a thing that Ben Simmons could eventually figure out how to do. Not 50, 14, and five, but like they're going one of three from three and still be able to score. Yeah, but Giannis has been steadily improving. Working and getting better. Yeah, he's, been, 
has been still plateaued since like, rookie year. Yeah, I mean, you you look at like what he's been doing, and it's been like every single year he gets better. And then obviously now, I mean, he's kind of plateaued as you know a top three player in the NBA. Yeah, and this has been like just stagnant. So it's tough for me to to see that, you know, because I think that's every Sixers fan's hopes and dreams is that Simmons could eventually become somewhat in the not Giannis quite like Giannis. realm. That's a like, bit of a obviously stretch, not like, but like, but being able to score twenty five only by only going one to three from three. Yeah, but like that, like same, like basically put your head down, drive to the hoop, finish around the rim that Giannis does. But I just don't think he will ever get there. No. Um, but no, I mean, Giannis had an incredible series. He's, like I said, top three player in the NBA, um, arguably the top player in the NBA. Uh, it, it's, it's just crazy to think, like, I mean, he, like, basically bent his knee backwards against the Hawks, and then he came back and was able to do what he did in this, these finals. And it was, like, I, feel, I felt like – Played every, better than he ever has in his entire life. Yeah, I felt like after every game, it was like the only people who have done this at this point in their career has been LeBron, MJ, and Giannis. And I feel like that's just like the way that it had been going, you know, and like now he's one of three players in NBA history with a MVP, finals MVP, and defensive player of the year. Keem, MJ, Giannis. Pretty good company at 26. Pretty good company. Uh, He is only 26. People forget because he's been so good for so long. Um, but that's a it's a basketball talk. Looking forward to next year. Looking forward to being disappointed by the Sixers next year. Gonna be awesome. Um, it gives me it gives me some hope that, that like the the Bucks had I mean had been such disappointments in the playoffs for so long, <laughs> and then they were able to finally break through. It gives me you know some who hope such that big like the disappointments Sixers... before them in the East. Toronto Raptors. It's true. They got swept by LeBron like three years in a row. Then what they did? That's true. They won. And the Bucks disappointment. Me... What did they do? They won. Where next? It gives me some semblance of hope that there's a chance that the Sixers can turn turn around. But it'll be an interesting offseason. Um, I think. You know, I think a lot of teams are going to talk themselves into like not doing anything. Or like not doing much. Um, and I think that, you know, most teams need to do something to, to change it up in order to, you know, get over to that next step. Um, but I think a lot of teams, like, especially after seeing the way that the Bucks did it, like you always see these super teams form, but the Bucks kind of did it building through the draft, like making like right. one key trade for Drew Holiday. But other than that, it was just kind of like this core group of guys and like building through the draft and a lot more teams kind of say to themselves, okay, it is possible. Like we don't need to go out and, you know, get this superstar or like trade away these young, these young assets. We can maybe stay put and eventually our time will come. Like the Hawks, like I think the Hawks will be able to talk themselves into like, you know, not trading not away, doing that much. not doing that much and just kind of like staying put and just biding their time until they're able to. Their players are ready. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Hawks are a little bit like the Heat last year. Feels like they were uh, 
it wasn't like, like that's not who the, like, the Hawks weren't ready for that step. I feel like Miami wasn't quite a finals team. That kind of hurt their development. I hope it doesn't happen to the Hawks. I think the Hawks are a fun team. Um, but moving on, pivoting away from basketball, um, there's a new hockey team. There's 32 hockey teams now, officially. Um, the Wait, Seattle they had 31 Kraken. hockey teams before that? Yeah. They had an odd number of teams? What a freaking dumb league. How long did the NFL have an odd number of teams for a while? When they brought in the Texans, they had 31. Uh, but Ohaki had 30 for a long time. And then the Vegas Golden Knights became a team in 2017, I believe. And there's always kind of plans to bring in a 32nd to make it even. Uh, and that 32nd team now is in Seattle. There's the Seattle Kraken, which is, I, I say, a hell of a name. Um, their sweaters, unbelievable. It's unbelievable jerseys. Um, but they had their expansion draft, which that means essentially they got to pick one player from every of the 31 other NHL franchises. Obviously, there's some rules like teams are allowed to protect, um, what was it, like six forwards, three defensemen, and a goalie. And then anybody who had just played their rookie season was automatically protected as well. So you know, they weren't they getting the best like, players of every team. Yeah, they weren't just yeah. taking Ovechkin and Crawl. Like they weren't they couldn't take all the best all the best guys. Um, but they put a pretty good little squad together. Um, a couple notable names for the hockey guys out there. Um, which I'm sure there's just a ton of them. Um, Jordan Eberle is a big one, got him from the Islanders. Uh where where Mark Giordano, um, who was the Calgary Flame, the Calgary Flames captain for a long time, played with them for 15 years. So that was kind of an interesting pick. Um, I think some of the more interesting picks are people they didn't select. Um, Carey Price, goalie from the um, the Canadians, who was available, was not selected. Um, it took some people by surprise. You know, he's old and expensive. He's coming off of injury. Carey Price is maybe the best goalie in the NHL over the past 10 years. So thought that might have made some sense. Um, also from the Flyers, they did not select Borchek or James Van Riemsdyk, which was, I think, surprising to a lot of people just because those guys both put the puck in the net. And the Kraken did not exactly select great forward. They did pretty good on defense. They got some pretty solid goalies, but they did not do great on the offensive side, I felt like. Um Brian, as such a big hockey fan as you are, um, what did you think uh, of the draft, of the ceremony? I know you watched it. They had it outside in Seattle. It was beautiful. Um, also, they did not make any trades before the draft, which if you remember, when Vegas had their draft, um, they made a lot of like kind of like deals behind the scenes. So like teams could only protect eight guys. But that ninth guy they really wanted to keep, they would, you know, they would offer Vegas like, hey, we'll give you a, a second round pick if you don't take this guy. They had a lot of kind of backfields like that. So Vegas was able to like get a lot of assets, maybe not quite high quality of players originally, but they were able to pile assets and think they weren't going to be a good team. Seattle made none of those trades. 
none. They were just taking people, no side deals, no. So I guess my question for you is, why do you think they did that? And yeah, why did they do that? I don't understand why they weren't making trades, making deals, trying to get more assets, knowing they're probably going to stink in the first year. What's the what's the phrase? Uh, A bird in the hand is worth two Two in the bush. I I do not know what that means. I'm going to be honest with you. I have no clue what that means. I think it means it's better to have a known like a player than like the potential of having, you know, something better in like a pick. Bird in hand is worth the possibility of two birds over there. Yeah. But take, take so, so that's why I, that's what I kind of think of with like why they wouldn't be making these backdoor deals is like, they're like, okay, we could have, you know, a third or a second round pick and who knows what that turns into. Or we have this guy who immediately steps in, starts right away. Like we'll be able to, you know, field a better team right away, which might be more important to them, to their ownership group, you know, establishing themselves early on. Um, The one thing that I did have to note about the expansion draft is that someone needed to get Sean Kemp a bigger jersey or bigger shirt. That was a t-shirt. Sean Kemp was rocking the schmedium and that was a two X. That one, Sean Kemp really let himself go. (laughs) Sean Kemp is a unit. Sean Sean Kemp really let himself go, particularly in the in the man boob section, and someone needed to get that man a larger T-shirt. That was that was a tragedy. It was a tough that, look. That, that was a tough look for Sean Kemp. That was a tragedy um, that 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 man was wearing a uh, small T-shirt. And he needed a little. I mean, they should no. Don't give him a small. He's six nine. He just by default needs a bigger shirt. Um, but it was it was a good vet. I always think those things are interesting. I think like a lot of people did not know that it was happening Wednesday night, and because I feel like if that was the NFL, like the NFL was doing an expansion draft, it would be the biggest thing on all, not even just sports news, but all regular news for like weeks ahead of time. And hockey was just flipping the channels. All of a sudden, they're drafting for another team. Which, it's a, I mean, it, the expansion draft really is a, is a cool, cool concept. Um, and it really, I mean, it definitely would be a bigger thing, like in other leagues. It's just, I don't know. Basketball would be sweet. As, basketball would be sick because I mean, like they would probably make it so you could only, like, six guys protect six guys. And that would be some good strategy because it would be like, you know, teams. All right. All right. So, expect, so Sixers protect six. Who are the six? Um, Embiid. Assuming hockey, assuming hockey rules. So okay. last season, if they, if they were a rookie last year, they're automatically protected. They don't count towards your six. Okay. Um, as well I as mean, anybody who they would take in the draft next week, those, both of those, so upcoming rookies and rookies last year automatically protected. So you get six more. I mean, it'd probably be Embiid, Embiid, Simmons. Harris, Ben. Yeah, Harris. Like that's obvious. Um, yeah. 
And then next, I would probably go um, Matisse. Matisse. And then Shake. I mean, maybe, maybe Tough. Shake. It, I mean, it's tough. I'd, probably go, I'd, probably, I'd probably go Seth Curry and then Shake. But yeah, I mean, you'd have. They're still, at least still only five. Seth and Burkan? Shake. Makes five. Oh, and Matisse. I forgot about Matisse. Yeah. So, I mean, even then you have, you know, Danny Green, who was a starter all year. Fine. Fuck Danny Green. Available. Um, but it's also it's also tough. Because you know, so a if lot you're that expansion team, who do you, who do you take? Well, a lot of salary. I mean, right. But if you're that expansion coming in, and those are the protected guys, who do you select? Uh, do you think Furcon? Do you take the leader and the leadership in Danny Green? I mean, I probably wouldn't take anyone, honestly. Expansion team. <laughs> I feel like you have to take somebody. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't pick it. I wouldn't – if I had to choose between Furcon or Danny Green or someone else, I'd probably be like, I'll just go elsewhere. <laughs> I mean, I only need 15 you know players. I guess, yeah, I don't know how that would work. Right, because you need one person from every other team. I think they do like a lottery, and like they just pull 15 names out of the hat, and those just teams just got screwed because they have to give up a player. No, I mean, I think it would, they would have, you know, every team would be able to protect people, but some teams would just get lucky. And, you know, I mean, they could take three players from one team, honestly, I think. I don't think that's how it works. I think you only get one person from a team. I think it'd be more fun if you could pick, like, multiple players from a team. If you were just <laughs> so like, the new team, we're just going to take everyone on the Sixers. Just give us all 15. No, they just go to like the, like the Hawks. I feel like the Hawks have some good young depth. They would just be like, "All right, the Hawks give us are protected." Kongwu, give us Herder, and we yeah. will take exactly. Hawks are Hawks are protecting young Collins, Bogdanovich, Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, like, right, like, we'll okay. take. We'll give us Herder. It's like, all right, I'll take, I'll take, and Will. I'll take, I'll take Clint Capella. <laughs> Give us Clint. Build, yep. Just build your team off the, off the scraps of like <laughs> good NBA teams. Um, that would be wild. Where would be the next city then you think? Seattle. Again, yeah, it's probably be, for the NBA, if, right? If the, if the NBA ever expands, it's going to be Seattle. Well, he's built a new arena for the hockey team. You have to think they were thinking basketball at the same time they built it. Sure, the city but then the NBA has then the, then the NBA is thirty one. So where's team thirty two? Um, probably somewhere. Na- in- Nashville is that Tennessee market big enough? Yeah, I was thinking Nashville. I would. I would Austin, Texas, somewhere in like. I'd probably say somewhere in like Florida. Like hey, Florida teams you need. You got Orlando. You got Miami. If there isn't a Tampa team, is there? The Raptors played in Tampa. Does that count? Put it on like, Canada. Maybe like put it back in the in the coop. That'd be sick. Although they're not going to add two teams and put them a hundred miles apart. Well, they. I mean, that would make sense. I mean, they add. You know, the Grizzlies were in Vancouver. Yeah. 
Um, Madison, put them up in Wisconsin. I'd probably be like two, you want two teams and you want two teams in Wisconsin. I, I want I want thirty teams in Wisconsin. <laughs> put them Billings. Really, just put them out there. Well, put them in Boise, perhaps. Make the court Boise. blue. That'd be exciting. Um, all right, pivoting again. As we said, there's a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about this week. I'm kind of searching for stuff, and it kind of has all happened at the same time. It's very exciting. Starting Friday, kind of feels like it slipped under the radar a little bit. Fucking Olympics start on Friday. That opening ceremonies on Friday feels like that kind of came in hot. Uh, yeah, opening ceremonies are Friday. Um, we were kind of talking about this earlier today. I think I'm more of a winter Olympics guy. I think. Um, I like the ski and the snowboard events. What's the ski one where they just like launch off the ramp and just like fly through the air? I guess just the, jump. the ski version of the long jump. Yeah, that was my favorite. Just ski jump. Just some. I mean, that was pretty sick. I mean, you get some pretty. pretty... You get some pretty great like. Just wipeouts there. Just awesome. I feel like the skis are in tracks. Like so I wonder like how much actual skill is it just to lean forward and just like glide? Well, that's like the I assume I assume movie. way more than I think. Well, it's like the but... movie Eddie the Eagle where it's like that's like yeah. have you seen the movie? No. I mean it was a popular movie. It's not like I'm just like pulling some random movie. I'd be called certainly feels like kind of friend. there's a movie about about ski jumping. Eddie the Eagle, yeah, it's called Eddie the Eagle. It's a movie. Yeah, it's a it's a ski jumper. It's this guy who, um, <laughs> he was the first. They made a ski English, jumping movie. How much? He was the first English <laughs> competitor. Um, in the, the, ski, the jump, ski jump, and that's a movie. In from he uh, competed in 1988 and. He was the first competitor since 1928 to represent Great Britain in Olympic ski jumping. Why is that a movie? Did he win? No, he came in last. He, he stunk. <laughs> the worst movie of all time. It was a good movie. It has he came um, in last. Uh, Taryn, Taryn uh, Edgerton as Eddie the Eagle. Hugh Jackman's in it. You should watch it. It's a sick movie. Egerton, like the um, what's the uh, the spy movie? King's movie. Yes. Bingo. That guy. Yes. Good cast. Probably still not gonna watch a movie about a, a British ski jumper that comes in last place. You should. It's a good movie. I don't believe. Um, it is. New to summer. Going to the back to summer Olympics. Uh, golf is a part of the summer Olympics this year, which is. I think very exciting. I'm interested to see what the course looks like. I haven't seen too many uh, Japanese golf courses in my life, so I'm interested to see, you know, is it more of a link-style situation? Is it more of a traditional American-style course? Like I'm, I'm just curious to see what the, the differences are. Is it wide? Is it narrow? Are the greens crazy? A lot of sand, not a lot of sand. High fescue. Very curious. 
Let's see. Do you know? I'm, I'm assuming you don't know what the course name is that they're playing, but we'll look at <laughs> Absolutely not. I feel. Uh, I, yeah, not absolutely not. Pick. But also, like, I wonder, like, Japan. the winner, the winner of the Olympic golf tournament. I assume it's just like a regular tournament, like a Masters, right? Four days, and they just kind of yes go from there. Yep. Like, what do you think the final? Like, what do you think the winning score is going to be? Um, like, you think it'll be like minus nine, or do you think it'll be like plus two, or do you think it'll be like minus twenty five? Um, I will tell you after I look up what this course is. It's called the. What's the course called? Let's see. Do they sh- do they tell me how to pronounce this? Because I'm gonna butcher this name. Try to um, pronounce it without looking at the English pronunciation of it. Just look at the Japanese symbols. Let me know what you uh, think. It's in English, Matt. But it's it's, it's, it's oh, Japanese. I don't know. Name. It's in Tokyo. I thought maybe they're just Japanese symbols. Yeah. yeah. No, it's the. Um, How was I supposed to know it was written in English in Japan? Yes. Kazamaski Kasume Gas Iki. I think that's it. Kasume Gasiki. I think that's it. Kasume Gasiki uh, Country Club. It's a golf facility in Japan. It's a private course. Um, Say the name one more on. time. Kasume Gasiki. I nailed that. Okay. One, <laughs> one word? Yep. One word. <laughs> Obviously. Here's <laughs> the way I'm All pronouncing right. okay. it. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Is I it a private no course? Or is it open it's to the public? It's a private course. I, I tried to click on the website, what's, but I feel like what's that's par? Just, I feel like that's not going to work, work out well. Does it say what par is? Nope. 72? Oh, here we go. All right. So tournament is 74-66 yards. Um, okay. Par, par 71. Okay. Um, I get some overviews of the holes. Ooh, looks like it's looks like it's kind of the middle of the the country. I found the phone number if you wanted to call them. Um, what's the time difference? I also don't know how to dial this number. Just click on it on Google. It just says. Plus eighty one four nine two thirty one twenty one eighty one. They won't let me click on this their website. Why? Why is there a plus? The course looks nice. Ooh, I'm here. Okay, it does look nice. It's not linksy. Looks like a traditional. Looks like a, you would think looks of. like a pretty traditional standard. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a nice looking course. Oh. I, I guess I don't I know why we're say, oh, no, surprised there's... as if they were going to be playing at like some like municipality course. It's like yeah, they're they're hosting the Olympics. I'm sure it's going to be fucking nice. They have a uh, the uh, the par four ninth hole is 521 yards. I mean, it's it's surrounded by rich green forest of the uh, Mushino Hills, the 36-hole oh. course, was designed by prominent architects recognized as creators of some of the world's best golf courses. And there's carefully placed lakes, bunkers, and trees. Softly rolling fairways add to your enjoyment of the game. Looks beautiful. Do you think they're playing the east course or the west course? Probably both. They're, they're definitely not playing both. See what... 
Does this just kind of look like any courses you would see in, like, New England? Hideki Matsuyama won at this course in 2010 as an amateur, and he was 15 under. Wow. So, what does that tell us? Tells us 15 under is the number to beat. Tells us Colin Morikawa wants to Morikawa wants to make his country proud. He needs to get to 15 under. Isn't Morikawa an American? Yes. <laughs> oh, he is. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. You mean this country? I I thought you meant this country is in Japan. I was like, I think no, he's American, con- his country being America. <laughs> <laughs> My fault. I read that wrong. <laughs> Give me golf to bet on on FanDuel. I was looking for some odds, um, but I don't think FanDuel has um, Olympic golf up yet. Which yeah. really is a bummer. I can yeah, bet on who's going to have the most yet. gold medals. In America. Yeah. Do you know what the line is on USA to have the most gold medals? Well, they Minus two thousand. <laughs> yeah, it's minus seven hundred. Yeah, I mean, don't don't we win the most gold medals every single year? Every time. Every Especially time. in the summer, don't we dominate the summer Olympics? Or am I am I mistaken? Um. Oh, 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 oh we got numbers. Um. I've got I've got odds on who to win. The gold. In in golf. Um. In golf. At the Olympics, I've got some numbers. I also have numbers on men's handball, if you'd like those as well. Uh, but I, would, the, I would. The favorite, the, kind of the large favorite, is John Rahm at plus 470. And then Colin Morikawa, plus 850. Xander Shoffley, plus 1,000. Justin Thomas, plus 1,000. Rory at plus 1,200. I don't even know who all is golfing in the Olympics. Um, Hideki Matsuyama is the highest rated Japanese player. He's at plus 1,400. That might be some good value. In Japan, he's won at that course in the past. I mean, he, he had he – as, as I said in the past, there, I haven't watched a ton – I haven't watched a ton of people play golf in Japan, but I feel like Colin Morikawa probably has not played a ton. Same with Bryson DeChambeau, also plus 1,400. I would assume probably that, not played a ton of golf at this I'd course. I assume that none of, none of the people other than Hideki Matsuyama have probably played a single round of golf in Japan. Another Japanese player. Um, Actually, the other Japanese player. That's Yama plus 1400. The next Japanese player I can find here is Raikuya Hoshino plus 10,000. Feels like if you're going to take a plus 10,000 guy, he's your guy. Yeah, I feel like I should be. Um, I feel like I should be betting on him. Plus 10,000. I love that. Plus, yeah. Probably put like your mortgage on it or something. It's already you know, on just it. Just to be safe. Just to be safe. Um, yeah. Olympics are. What is your favorite summer Olympic event to watch? 
Um, I don't know. I'm partial to gymnastics. I think gymnastics is a fun event to watch. It always makes me nervous. Exactly. It's like it's like anxiety. It's like they're gonna like flip over and land on something, just blowing me out every time I watch it. It um, makes me nervous every time they're listening, flipping through the air. It's something I mean, horribly bad going to go wrong. Track and field. That's always that's always great. Um, yeah. The 100 meter is electric. The dashes. The are four electric. by one is electric. Um, not as much excitement around swimming because Michael Phelps is in it. Oh wow! Yeah, I honestly forgot that swimming was in the Summer Olympics. Yeah. No, sw- nobody's been talking about it. Swimming's always a good time. Swimming had, it had a good run. Had, swimming had a good run. It had the last four. Swimming was like the most Olympics. popular sport for like in the, in the Summer Olympics for a while. Because um, of Phelps. I'm excited to watch now, the. Phelps uh, is hot. I'm excited to watch basketball. I mean, the USA basketball just stink. They just lost like all their exhibitions to um, Nigeria, Nigeria and, and Australia. Australia. So hey, are they Thibel, just bad? Is Matisse Thibault going to lead Australia to the gold? Wouldn't that be something? It's kind of shitty that Ben Simmons didn't play for Austra- Australia. He said he didn't Australia. He just said he didn't do it to focus on his game. Tell you what, Ben. If you don't get better, if he doesn't come back as like a seventy-five percent free throw shooter, then I think he should be disowned by Australia. 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 Well, yeah. I like that Matisse kind of got in there by a a bit of a clause. It still got in there. What was the clause? Um, he lived there when he was a kid. He's not from there. He didn't grow up. Uh, yeah, he didn't grow up there. But when he was like, I don't know, I forget the age, but like from like two to four or something like that, his parents lived in Australia. So I guess he lived in Australia as well. I'm like, ah, it's close enough. Come on in. They're just taking everyone that they can get. I mean, they're they're not turning down NBA players. Like Australia's no, like. Oh. Matisse does he does have dual citizenship. I didn't I didn't realize that. That makes a lot more yeah. sense now. But yeah, you have to have dual citizenship. You can't just like have lived there for two years and been like, okay, I'm gonna play for the Australian team. I thought that's what happened. That's no, why that, I was You had to have dual citizenship. That's like how um I mean it's com- completely unrelated, but that's like how like Pulisic was able to get into the uh, soccer academy at Borussia Dortmund is because he had dual citizenship in Germany. Like normally, as an American, you're not able to enter into the soccer academies, and that's why he's the best soccer player in for America. It's because he just went over and just focused on soccer. But yeah, you can't just be like, yeah, I lived in, I lived in, I studied abroad in Australia my my, my junior year of. College, so I'm an Australian. Well, all right, now. then. Okay, so then Bam Adebayo was considering playing for Nigeria. Yeah, and I'm Not sure. If, I'm, sure if he did, I'm sure if he didn't make the American team, that he would probably have played for Nigeria. Yeah, but he's not. He doesn't have dual citizenship with here in Nigeria. I'm sure he does. I'm 
According to his Wikipedia page, he does not. I'm going to guess that his Wikipedia page is incorrect. Feels like it's something that should be correct, though. Aren't there people that check this kind of stuff? No, they're not. That's what we start doing episodes. We just start editing random Wikipedia pages. <laughs> and just, not even, just not even like doing any research at all. No, no. We just we go to random Wiki for movies. I should be editing the movie page for Eddie the Eagle. What are you gonna say about it? It's a movie about a guy who ski jumped in the Olympics. Although, to be fair, that's a pretty accurate description of Eddie the Eagle. <laughs> that's all you're going to say about it? You jumped in the Olympics? It wasn't even yeah, good. I mean, he stunk. It should have been like Eddie the Penguin. Can't fly dude, for shit. He brought ski jumping back to Great Britain, Matt. What don't you understand about that? Maybe you shouldn't have. He probably shouldn't have. He, he, he did stink. <laughs> maybe, maybe he shouldn't have. I mean, it feels like at least in cool runnings, I don't think they came in last, did they? No, I think they did. I'm, I'm sure they I thought they meddled. I thought they got the bronze or something. Meddled? All right, let's look. Um, Jamaican Jamaica. Um, there's, there's an I in there. I always forget about the I. Yeah, yeah, I didn't forget about the I. <laughs> what what letter did you forget about? No, and I just spelled it perfectly first time. Are, if they if they ended up coming in last, I'm really gonna be devastated. All right, let's see. Uh, the movie did great at the box office. Did it? Yeah, well, at least here. It's terrible. It did, people in Jamaica did not come up to see that movie. Honestly, can't say that I blame them. There were terrible Jamaican accents in that movie. They finished 30th out of 41 teams. Okay, all right. We'll take it. It's not last. They'd have a sled. In the final run, they lost control of the sleigh, crashed, and never officially finished. So they literally never finished. They literally came in last place. You I was, said I was they wrong. did not come in last. That was the two-man bobsled team. The four-man bobsled team crashed and never finished. <laughs> You're making fun of Eddie the Eagle. At least he landed, I think. I forget how the – no, he did land because he held the, he held the great <laughs> – land records. on his face. No, he held the Great Britain records from 1988 to 2001 for ski jumping. He was the only person. Okay. If I could hold a record for the United States, do you think I would care if I was the only person who did that thing in the United States? No. You'd be like, I'm I'm the record holder. That's that's my record. I think it's tough to call it a record and the only person doing it. I mean – that's the definition of a record. You you are the best at said thing. Is it his fault that no one else was doing it? No. Probably. You know what's going on over there. Could have been taking out, out people's knees. Eddie, the sure Eagle they didn't would not have done that. 
Maybe the Eagle would not have done that. He was a, a mild-mannered car salesman before he became an Olympian. I assume. I don't know. I don't remember much about the movie. I remember it was a, it was a great movie. <laughs> That's really just fun. It's cool running because they fucking didn't even finish the race. What's a better movie, Eddie Eagle or Cool Running? Um, I, I mean, I probably haven't seen Cool Runnings in like I don't know, ten plus years, and I've at least seen Eddie the Eagle in more recent time because it's came out in two thousand sixteen. I mean, probably so, cool runnings, but I don't. Thank I you. Don't know. All right, we are I think, on I the same. We, page. I think we have to watch both of them simul one after another, and then we come on the podcast to give our give our reviews. It pain, it pains me to say this. It really does. Cool runnings kind of fucking stinks. It's not a good movie. It does not hold up at all. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, I, the only scene I remember is them just like in the bathtub. I feel what? like they had like the classic like montage from those. They're, like, lean, older they're sports, leaning in the bathtub. Those training? like older sports movies where it's like they have like the like montage where it's just like they're training over inspirational mu- music, probably like running on Maybe. ice. Honestly, it was yeah. they probably trained over running on ice, didn't they? That would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? I mean, literally, they were running on ice. John Candy, though. Really? Probably one of his better films. Is John Candy still kicking? No. No? He's, he's very he's very dead. Very dead? Is that something I should have known? I, probably. I didn't think that was going to be a big surprise to him. Sorry. <laughs> he died in he t- probably died March of 94. Christ, dude, you were breaking news to me. You were born October '94. I know. So you imagine my surprise. Seven months before you were born. Imagine my surprise entering into a world where John Candy is dead. I mean, hell of a run. What a nightmare! What a nightmare scenario. I've literally never <laughs> lived in a world with John Candy. I mean, that's really something that you, you aspire to. Just, just want to be on the planet at the same time. That's all you wanted. Sorry. Damn. That's uh, Johnny C. Johnny C. Hell of a run. Hell of a run out of Johnny C. Um. Anything else going on? Do we miss anything? No. Pretty soon we'll start so. having some. Uh... Football news with um, NFL stuff. Um, yeah, we got training camp coming up, and the NBA draft is next week, I believe. Really? So that soon? I think. I think so. It doesn't sound right. When do you think it is? When do you think it should be? I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the season just ended. I feel like that's soon. Yeah, Have you? Season. The season started late. So the draft typically we're already we're already summer league right now, typical years. Huh. The draft is Thursday, July 29th. 
wow, I got to admit, I, I liked the later start. I thought they were going to keep it up. Nope, next year they're starting in October again. Quick turnaround this offseason. After everyone just complained about the quick turnaround last offseason. So that should go over well. Yeah. But then after that, they'll be back to full offseason again. It's too, too shitty. Also, I mean, you got the Summer Olympics, but I digress. Not a lot of, uh, not a lot of downtime. So there we what go. What time do you think that's good? Just on a Thursday night, what time do you think it starts? Um, I don't know. Knowing the NBA, like 12.45. What? I don't know. What time does it start? Uh, television coverage begins at 8 p.m. Jesus, that is... And they're making late. all 60 picks on one night. The good thing about the NBA draft, like with the NFL draft, all the insiders have like contracts with the NFL saying like you can't spoil picks. I mean, you'll be watching the NFL draft and Woj is like 12 picks ahead of like where we are. Right. Like when the Sixers traded away Mikhail Bridges, we had drafted him and traded him like before I even saw his pick announced. Like we I saw the tweet that we picked him. Like five minutes later, I saw the, tra- the, the tweet that we traded him. And then on TV, I saw that we picked him. Real roller coaster of emotions, if you ask me. Yeah. Like with the uh, going back to the hockey draft before we wrap it up, all, every single pick was leaked on Twitter throughout the day ahead of time. Every single one. There was not a shred of mystery watching the, the TV coverage. Gotta love it. Which is really disheartening. I was looking forward to watching it. Granted, I only knew like three people's names, but you were looking forward to being surprised. A little bit, yeah. Like in the NFL draft, you get surprised when you find out where people are going. It is kind of fun, the NFL draft. The NFL draft is the best. So, well, I guess then. uh, I guess we'll be talking draft next week. We'll be talking draft as it's happening. Um, we are going to make real-time predictions as to what we think these players' careers will be as they're getting selected. So that's going to be a fun little game. Hall of Fame, starter, role player, bust. That's what we're going to play. Nope. Nope. Either you stink, come off the pine, or you're a bust. We're going. We're going A or B. A or B. Black and white. Just how everything is. (laughs) (laughs) Perfectly separated. Um. All right. I think that's it for this week. I feel like we did a good job of covering a lot of things, and not. Wasting absurd amounts of time talking about stuff that we didn't need to waste absurd amounts of time on. Yeah, I mean, we, we only talked about um, uh, the Olympic course for five minutes instead of twenty. <laughs> we did spend a lot of time talking. What was the course called again? 
Kenumatsu. Yeah, that's probably not right. Um, all right. Kind of we'll, uh, goofy goober. One more time. Kabagool. Well. Um, <laughs> that's probably it. Uh, with that being said, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, and we will talk to you all next week. See ya. Goodbye. <laughs>